Hello and welcome to Euphoria, the podcast all about the great glam and garish from Eurovision past. My name's Roland Bodnam, and as ever, I am joined by the desanitized. No, I can't say that. You've said it now. You may as well keep uh, going. <laughs> by the desanitized. Isabel Chilman. Hi. Hi. I don't even know. Do I, I, I don't, know, I don't what even that know what that means. That means You've not. You're not sanitised anymore. Well, I'm not. I'm, quite, I'm a bit ill. <laughs> I, I, well, I've been a bit ill. Yeah, so that's so, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, how are you doing, Isabel? But you've been a bit ill. Been a bit ill. <laughs> um, yeah. Too too much cheese. <laughs> too much cheese. That's the diagnosis they've given me. Um, um, too much. Too too much cheese. <laughs> very little time left to live. Oh God. Um, no, I'm. Yeah, I've just not been very well the last couple of days, so uh, I'm not going to be very. It's okay. Well. Okay. Well, we, you know what? You're a trooper, and you're powering through, and you're doing the podcast. So <laughs> the people better be grateful. <laughs> God damn, better be um, right now. I, I sort of know the answer, so I prepared, and also <laughs> fuck it because I want some, but. Would you like a lovely bottle of Quinta de Laborera from Portugal? Oh, that sounds delightful. I'm and gonna the, have it. Um, the 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 picture on it is like a nice man face. Yeah, and it's a label made of cork. It is. It's oh, it great. looks very classy. I'm gonna have to say no because I don't feel good. In that case, but I'm Isabel, very jealous. Would you like a lovely glass of? <laughs> Perrier from France. <laughs> yes, please. Here you go. Uh, oh, let's see how this oh. sounds. Ready? Lovely Perrier. Oh, Ooh, that's an unexpected nice fizz. fizz. There you go. Here, oh, you can you can thanks, pour yourself mate. some of that. That's all right. That's good for for poorlies. I think it is. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You, I think you meant to have like fizzy water when you don't feel well. Um, I'm gonna open this one. Um, so I mean, I guess you've not been up to much apart from being ill. Then, Isabel, is that the case? Mm, yeah, nothing mm. really of note. I mean, we are. In the UK, we are soon approaching the long bank holiday Easter weekend, oh, yes. which will be yes. fabulous. Lots of, well, I hope there's sunshine. We had sunshine last weekend. Yeah. I got a bit of a tan on and I'd like to keep that going. So yeah. um, weather gods, uh, <laughs> I'd like some more sunshine, please, because I look better with a tan. I'm just going to go straight in with this because... Give it a pop. Because I, I can't wait, really. It's been a long day. <laughs> Here we go. Ooh. Ready? Here we go. Oh, oh, it's a little pop. It's like uh, just a deep pop. There we go. Uh, mild. Do you mind passing mild, me? heavy. Passing me. Oh, there we go. I've got it. Don't worry. Good glug. Good glug. So, uh, Isabel, um, I, I did... You know what? I saw something uh, today. Oh, let's do this. Da, 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 da. Eurovision News. Oh, bless oh you. that didn't sound good, did it? <laughs> Um, you might have um, you might have Christ. seen this already. I think I saw someone tweet it, um, and it is from the thirteenth of March, so it's not the newest of news, up to date as um, ever. But a headline from the Metro: Steps refuse to gamble their legacy by representing the UK at the Eurovision Song Contest. Good for them. Did you see that? Oh, I think I did hear about mm, this at the time. Yeah, actually, yeah. Oh, well. that they discussed it. Yeah, I mean, it was on. It was on Lorraine, uh, <laughs> uh, reputable news source. Yeah, um, and uh, Lisa Scottley said that um, 
but taking part in Eurovision was a gamble that they're not willing to to take. Um, but Ian H. Watkins seemed uh, slightly more optimistic, saying that he loves Eurovision and that he loves cheese. And then he said, bring on the cheese. Uh, what? <laughs> What's that got to do with that? Uh, oh, cheesy music. Sorry. Just cheese from Eurovision. Not he loves cheese. cheese. Oh, you're thinking of cheese because you ate too cheese, much cheese and then got, got sick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so <laughs> this is official confirmation. Steps. Oh, are, they're not going to. They're, not they're gonna best off without because um, their new single is phenomenal. Yeah. So um, fuck Eurovision. The, no, I'm joking. Fucking <laughs> hell. Jesus Christ. Wow. Can you tell I'm not a bit right yeah, today? Not... I just said the words fuck you, Vision. Oh, God. For steps. For steps. For steps. For step. Not in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus it's, Christ, never. All... all right, that's our Eurovision news. <laughs> that was terrible news. It's about a month old. <laughs> We've heard it before, but Eurovision news. <laughs> it is in that weird stage at the minute. Um, Everyone's just knuckling down, yeah. head down, get on with it. Yeah. Unless summit kicks off again between Ukraine and Russia. Probably nothing exciting is going to happen. No, so there's things like, oh, um, bloody Occidental Karma is the most viewed Eurovision video of all time on YouTube. Mm, and yeah. um, Robin Bankston has had like however many million plays on Spotify. Give but it's you, not... Robin. Yeah, give you Robin. But uh, <laughs> great work, Robin. That's amazing. Um, but, um, but there's nothing like new in terms of... In fact, it's surprising there's nothing new between Ukraine and Russia. But like you say, they're all working behind the scenes to desperately... I don't so think Russia's going to do it. Out. No, I don't, I don't know. think it's going to happen. No. Oh, well. Hey, hum. <laughs> so that was a very, very brief um, news and any other business. Uh, the any other business came before the news, but that's fine. And we didn't announce <laughs> it, but that's okay. We, uh, we're all topsy-turvy today. Blame me. <laughs> I'm wearing my pyjama one still. So... <laughs> Um, it's all gone wrong. So we're going to move on to the story. Before we do, if you want to get in contact with us, we love hearing from you. Um, so uh, you can do that by sending us a lovely email, even if it's just a sentence. I always get excited when I hear a little bling in my email. <laughs> uh, so you can get in touch with us at Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can contact us on Twitter, which is at EuphoriaCast. Uh, and uh, do because it's always fun uh, <laughs> okay <laughs> we're blasting through it um, so Isabel hmm. it's my turn to tell a story this week thank god because <laughs> I don't have the energy to do anything so now you just get to listen to a wonderful story from Eurovision oh, Past thanks mate um, so drink me fizzy water yeah have a little drink of that and see if you can make your tum feel better Andreas Kumert was born in 1986 in Germany. Okay, this is a recent one. Mm, yeah, recent. Um, so different from other people who we've profiled on this show, he was from a normal family and he led, led a normal kind of life. <laughs> Unlike all the other freaks we've talked about, <laughs> well, this chap's actually legit sane. Well, we've talked about people who have been from like singing families or gone to like singing school or performing art schools. Or, or like whatever. Nazis and stuff. Nazis too. Cults. Yeah, Couple of cults. Yeah, No, yeah. a couple of Nazis, one cult. <laughs> that's the that's the one that's couple a, of cults no nazis no couple of nazis one cult that's a great sitcom two nazis one cult no <laughs> not a good sitcom terrible sitcom have you ever seen um I, well you probably wanted it unless i'd forced you to watch it but i've ever told you about um there's a pilot episode of a tv show that was never commissioned um that's called heil honey i'm home <laughs> oh god are you is that real or is it a parody 
it's uh, it's, oh, it's so it's the most interesting Ooh. thing ever this needs its own podcast really. <laughs> oh wait actually Bagsy anyone who's listening to this I'm going to make the podcast about this because one day it's going to happen it's going to be on This American Life and I want to make the money out of it thank yeah. you um, well how do you how do I ba- how do we how do you TM 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 registered trademark to me <laughs> copyright um, don't infringe it is very funny yeah. and the guy whoever wrote it is like well there is there's, there's this amazing piece about it that's about how like the guy who wrote it basically never wrote again and it ruined his career but it's hilarious and it shouldn't have done and it shouldn't have been judged that way it's dark as shit though and if you um if you have a mild temperament in terms of you get offended easily just don't watch it if however you don't (laughs) google it it's on youtube it will blow your mind at how goddamn dark it is yeah well you've been warned if you get offended you've been warned it's not my fault don't come to us also i'm making the podcast about it thank you (laughs) okay uh okay well in the meantime before you make that one back to back Back to this this podcast (laughs) um so yes andreas kumert uh led a sort of normal life with a normal family um in his youth so in an interview, uh, Andreas was talking about his school life and where his passion for music came from. Uh, and he said, until secondary school, I was thin. Uh, then I got fat. Uh, there was bullying, stress, teasing. It was violent. Oh. For a long time, I, would, I used to think about concerts that I'd gone to uh, whenever someone laughed at me. He said, music was salvation for me. There was something for me that was bigger than the world, liberation and aid. Oh, no, nice, right? Andreas. Um, there's going to be a lot of R's in this one. I feel that's like. fine. I feel, I'm in the you mood can, for that anyway. Yeah. I can't muster up more than an R right no. now. No, okay, that's fine. And I'm quite close to tears. Oh, so God. You, you're going to do well. I might push you over the edge. Um, so it was about this time in, in his life, uh, just in his secondary school, that he discovered bands like Guns N' Roses and Nirvana. And that was a real revelation for him. Um, from the same interview, he said, um, I, could, I could freak out to the music. I felt understood in the music. The music in my head triggered, moved, touched. And that's what I wanted to achieve with my music, my voice, my songs. Okay, I'm going to judge him a little bit on Guns N' Roses. I, well, me too. But, you know, each to their own. And just... I, you know what? I went on the same journey as you, and that journey is going to turn into something great. So okay, keep that okay, in your head. I'm with you. I'm judge, with you. Judge him for it. Uh, judge, <laughs> judge ahead. Not lest ye be Jud- judged. Judgey wudgey. Judgey. Uh, I am judgey wudgey. <laughs> um, whilst still at school, Andreas got together with a bunch of other kids and formed a punk band. Um, however, for a long, long time, Andreas stuck to playing the drums because he felt that he could like hide behind it. Um, and he refused to sing for a, a long time, basically, because he was shy. Um, that was until he was about 16 when he began to take the position behind the mic. Um, and he continued... That's not that young. That old. <laughs> no, that's true. But he, he did spend a long time behind the drums. I was always in the curtains. I could never step forward until I was 16 years old. Like, he's hardly, like... Oh, and they step oh, out mental. from the yeah, yeah. into the line. Oh, I've like, been a backing it? singer since uh, for the last thirty years, and now it's time for yeah. me to shine. You're sixteen. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> fair enough. I mean, it was. It, yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry, so, I'm ruining your beautiful. No, no, story. no, no. That's fine. We can, we can, we can bully Keep him going. a little bit too. No, he's been bullied enough. <laughs> Jesus, I'm sorry, Andrea. Um. So, so yeah, he 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 stepped in front of the mic in, in his punk band, and he continued playing in punk bands for some time, and he gained minor attention. Um in a variety of punk rock bands across Germany. However, in 2013, 
Andreas was entered into the voice of Germany. Fun. Yeah, the voice of Germany. So um, I don't think I have ever personally seen such a mis- mismatch of two different styles. And you'll see what I mean in a minute. So mm. the voice for anyone who hasn't seen it is this sort of... It's the button one. Yeah, it's the button one. So it's this very snazzy staging, lots of light in this big studio. And they have these four judges who sit in these huge chairs. And basically they listen to someone who comes on stage to sing. And they're facing away from them so they can't see them. Mm-hmm. And if they like them, they press their button and their chair like spins round. Really like... And what's the word just like over the top yeah dramatic really over the top. dramatic uh, oh yeah. my god my brain oh, is god. broken what's um, wrong with me so if they press their button then they're through to the next round basically they they can do that so uh in this big ridiculous setup on walks andreas and i think it's fair to say that andreas isn't the most conventional kind of pop star you've ever seen mm-hmm. he's a short guy is he a susan boyle He's sort of a Susan Boyle. He's a little bit overweight. He's balding on the top of his head. He's got a scraggly ginger beard, glasses. Um, and the crowd is silent. You've just described my dream man. Well. <laughs> well. Uh, so the crowd falls silent. And the first chords of Elton John's Rocket Man play out. So let's jump in right there and have a little listen to what happens. She packed my bags last night to fly Zero hour, 9 a.m. I'm gonna be high. I miss the earth, you know. I miss my wife so much. You know it's lonely out in space So, uh, it looks like Daniel Kitson with a ginger beard Don't know who Daniel Kitson is The comedian No, you have to remember, you know comedians I don't know comedians (sighs) For anyone listening, you know, English comedians um, the Australians will. All Australian listeners, you all know Daniel Kitson. He's yeah. Melbourne every year. Yeah. All my Australian mates know who he is. He looks like Daniel Kitson with a ginger beard. Oh, well, fair enough. That's good to know. Um, so it's fair to say, Isabel, that the crowd loved it. Uh, and more importantly, the judges loved it. The judges it. kept smacking their buttons they did. repeatedly. <laughs> they did. That's weird. It's uh, a <laughs> so yeah, all, all four of them hit their button, which means it's that sort of the, the most successful that you can be in that audition, right? What he's the most, the most successful because technically five people hit a button. Oh shit! Because that's... one of the set of judges was twins in like a twin seat, which was fucking weird. weird. And they right? had like denim sleeveless jackets on, it's... <laughs> which is so German. It's so German. <laughs> mm. um, I'm gonna really got... get into watching the German voice now. Seriously. I don't watch the English voice. I'm gonna watch the German voice. Watch now. the German. Watch. The 2013 season of Excellent. The Voice. So um, so we saw him being successful there. And uh, that's pretty much how it goes for the rest of the competition. Every song that Andreas sings is stunning. And, and he does have quite a voice, uh, as you can hear there. 
everyone loves him and he went on uh, and I'm just going to reveal it now he went on to win the final of the show oh good on you mate 47% of the public vote and the next nearest competitor had just 27% so he, he absolutely it. stormed it yeah he, he did really well good lad so he was successful he released a single in 2013 which reached the top 10 in Germany Switzerland and Austria um, he toured he wrote music he did interviews etc and um, so that was sort of his life for a bit um, then he just pretty much sort of buckled down and, and got into what his passion is, which is writing and performing music, just, you know, getting on with it. Um, he explained uh, back in this interview that he needs his music to live. Um, he said every artist needs an audience and he must be in the public. But for him, it's a paradox because he's terrified of it too. Um, and he says that's how it was then. He said, I was so vulnerable. I was just about to realise that I was suffering from anxiety disorders and that I had to do something to stop these panic attacks um, so he sort of carried on on this weird tightrope walk of performing in front of huge audiences and doing what he loves at the same time as facing up to this sort of extreme anxiety you hear that about a lot of um, like super famous performers yeah. that they're um, you'd never you'd never think it because obviously only ever see them on stage or on yeah. TV or on films or whatever yeah. um, and they look like the epitome of cool confidence and then you find out like oh no no off stage I was I, no, I was having panic attacks constantly yeah. no I was having absolute mental breakdowns yeah. like I can't I hate being on stage I hate being in front of people I hate talking in public like I can't deal with any of that stuff but it's it's <clears throat> I think it's people forget how common it is yeah. that I mean not just celebrities but for anyone to have anxiety and that it's it's not something as simple as oh i'm just a bit worried about yeah. what i'm gonna do like worry no, no. is a normal thing worry yeah. is a, like you should be worried about things like you like you specifically Roman, should be worried <laughs> <laughs> no. like everyone should, you, like worry is normal but like anxiety is uh, like 10 yeah. steps above worry yeah it's something that just grips you well, the, um, so I'm do feel for the guy. Yeah, I'm going to read something in a minute that uh, that just puts it very clear what what that feeling is. Um, actually, I read something this, in fact, today, just randomly. I think like it said it was some article uh, somewhere, and it said something like 27% of uh, women under the age of 30 uh, have anxiety in that sort of form. that doesn't surprise me no, you know I, I i suffer from anxiety yeah, and i yeah. know a ton of other people who i know suffer lots from anxiety of people do too, yeah. our age older younger yeah um who suffer from it quite badly from time to time and it is yeah it's, it's really it's really debilitating when it's at its worst yeah i mean so I'll, I'll carry on um so so he was performing and yet he had this anxiety in the background then um, whilst he was in a recording studio in 2015, he uh, a message got passed through to him, and it was someone who said that the list of entrants to the German national selection for Eurovision had been announced, and his name was on the list, which is is great. Obviously, is hugely exciting. Um, so suddenly, Andreas's phone rang, basically off the hook. Uh, reporters wanted to get in touch with him, and he said that everybody wanted something from him. Um, and I'm going to read this next bit of text directly from Andreas. Now, I did translate this from the interview, but I, it speaks for itself. Mm. Um, so he says, <clears throat> I drove home. Suddenly, I had difficulty breathing. I was sweating. I froze. I was very short of breath. Feeling that the oxygen I breathed in was no longer reaching my blood or my head. I thought I was dying. I was suffocating. I thought I was having a heart attack or something else. Somehow, I made it home. Um, so he went to the hospital and they checked him over and he said, um, I was checked through, 
but they did not find anything. Physically, everything was fine. But in the weeks following, I noticed that these attacks were always coming back. I suddenly felt that nothing made sense. I had this extreme fear of dying. Mm. And that, for me, is a description of it. Now, I personally um, don't suffer from anxiety. Like you said, sometimes I get worried, but that's not anxiety. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very aware of the nice position i'm in that i don't suffer from anxiety yeah. but i do know people who do i mean i know yourself and i know lots of people who do and that description for me really sort of hammered it home in terms of what it is and obviously that's an extreme description but but it's not that extreme really that is how it feels yeah. and i think that's how it feels for most people because yeah. it's one of those you know one of the central things about things like anxiety and depression is that one of the cause of them is that you feel very alone and so while something like that's happening it does feel like death it does feel like suffocating like you yeah. do feel like i'm um, this is this is like i i'm i don't know i don't know how to get out of yeah. this yeah oh poor guy uh, that was just uh, yeah so he's a songwriter and he's a writer and so those words are very um insightful so despite all of this uh, everything that he was going through at the time Andreas accepted the invite and committed to p- performing at the national German final for Eurovision because of his love for, for music and singing. Because he's a slamming dude. Because he's a slamming dude. So um, Andreas wrote two songs with his co-writer Christian Yander. One was called Home Is In My Hands. And actually, such a Eurovision it's name. Such a Eurovision name. Home is and in my hands. It is. Oh my God. Like I was... Um, uh, listening to this when I was doing some shopping in Sainsbury's and I think I might have been having like a particularly emotional moment but like I had to like really control myself to not burst mm, into tears no. when it was playing I'm not going to play that one don't worry oh, um, so the second one that um, he wrote um, was called Heart of Stone some of the lyrics in this song include um, I just need a friend someone to hold my hand the universe got broke and I can't tell a thing beside left alone and fried by feelings deep down in my mind the streets below tonight there's not a heaven so oh christ yeah i mean that's... uplifting um Jeez. let's have a little listen to it it's it's beautiful so feel your soul beneath just breathe I really like it. Yeah, right? It's like, uh, I mean, his voice is amazing. Like, his so voice good. is great. Um, and it's just... Everyone in the crowd's having a great time yeah, as well. I mean, he he was... He's uh, just... He's, he's fan favourite in Germany, isn't he? And he's just stood there in, like, literally a, a blue hoodie black trousers and trainers like not even like trendy music speaks for itself mate music speaks for itself he looks like a roadie that's walked on stage to test the mic <laughs> and then and then everyone fucking loves him um and this think is it's where that's where rag and bone man stole his style it could be where rag and bone man stole his style <laughs> um i mean it is it's stunning and that sort of makes it all it makes him stand out all the more in a sea of you know uh, people dressing up in in lots of costumes and all those things he's he stood there in 
in a hoodie and, and black trousers. Portugal and, this year, mate. And well, there you go. Exactly. Portugal this year. That's what that's going to be. And his voice blows you away. So it is. It's a. It's a pretty moving performance, especially when you know sort of everything he's been going through up to this point. Um, so uh, he sings that song. And uh, just so you know, the German national final voting is in three rounds. So it starts with the eight performers on the first round. And this is then cut in half for round two. Uh, so the results are announced. Mm-hmm. Kumert has made it through to round two. Obvs. Uh, so then they sing their second song. So I'd say he, ran, he wrote two songs. Basically, right, yeah. they sing both songs and then the audience vote on not only the person that they want to sing, but which of their two songs. That's fun I know, right should have it that because Lucy might have sung a different song and then everyone gone yeah we love Lucy but the other song yeah <laughs> it's quite a good idea right anyway I don't think I don't think uh, when we're running um, Eurovision mate we'll put we'll, that yeah we will don't it's worry. not too long now <laughs> I think a matter of months <laughs> um, so they sing the second song in the second round and the viewers then vote for who they like and which song they like and the first contestant through was uh, a woman called Anne Sophie or Anne Sophie with her song Black Smoke <laughs> that's such that's such a that's like a northern English thing oh Anne Sophie like and she's actually got a really lovely and Sophie and Sophie and Sophie got through <laughs> and the second person through to the final round was Andreas Andreas I mean it makes sense I'm, I'm... it'd be weird if it wasn't <laughs> and that's the end of the story Done. Um, so dreams never came true yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he made it through with the song Heart of Stone which is the one we just listened to Good. it's a beautiful song um, and so this was it. The final songs were sung. He's, they uh, both sung their songs again, uh, and uh, the votes were now in. The presenter was on stage. Andreas and Anne Sophie were stood either side of her. She opened the envelope and announced that with seventy-eight percent of the votes, Ooh. the winner was Anne Sophie. Andreas! (laughs) Uh, Uh, I was going to say that. Yeah. The crowd went absolutely wild. The likes. He just nails it. Everything. People fucking love him. So the crowd went wild. The lights flashed. And the overwhelming favourite had won. However. Oh, crap. As the applause died down, Andreas stood there and looked around him. He raised his microphone to speak. And he said, I'm really not in a position where I can accept the result of this vote. What? So I'm therefore giving my title to Anne-Sophie. What? Cue confusion, panic, cheers and boos as Anne-Sophie looks on with tears welling up in her eyes. Um, So he basically couldn't do it. What? Looking back, he said, and this was in the interview that I've uh, referred to a couple of times, he said that he knew going to Eurovision would overpower him and he would not be able to cope with it. He said, I had to leave the stage. I had to go home and lock myself in my apartment. Oh my God. On the ESC evening, my illness simply ruled it for me that I had to say no. Oh my God. Uh, And so that was it. He, it was decided that, um, Anne-Sophie would represent Germany at Eurovision in 2015. What poor guy. Like, Eurovision is the... (laughs) We, uh, like, take the piss and stuff. But come on. I mean, 
it's Eurovision. You have to do Eurovision. Like if he felt so ill, bless him, that not even that he went away and could think about it no. first and then say, actually, I can't do it. I'm really sorry. But there and then yeah. on the night as he won, just knew that there was no way he could do this. There's no way he could. And, he had and, it in him to do it. And That's had heartbreaking. To, and had to say it there and then because I think, like he said, like he had to go home and just lock himself in his room because I think if he if he accepted it and went home, the pressure it would. Oh, I, mean, I don't it know. Would have, yeah, the pressure would have been too much. Because you then to, like, know I'm going to have to decline like, it. Oh god. He had to do it there oh, and then. Um, so of course, with this being on the public stage, uh, Kumert was immediately attacked from both social media and the tabloids. Oh, fuck all of you. Uh, people told Dicks. him to jump off a bridge. People oh, called nice. him a fat pig. Excellent. Um, so good. The world is full of really good humans. Yeah. Um, Great. So at one point, Kumert lashed out. I mean, you say lashed out. I mean, I, it seems like a reasonable response where he tweeted, uh, fuck you, you degener- degenerate assholes." That's a lot politer than I've just been in the last 30 seconds and so I mean people were to him they were degenerate arseholes they are degenerate arseholes anyone that says stuff like that like Christ almighty yeah. oh we really live in a cesspit don't we this was then this was then <laughs> this was then picked up in the tabloids and was ran as uh, Kumert insults fans they're not <laughs> fucking fans they're arseholes <laughs> who wants fans like that that are gonna tell you like Oh, sod right off. I know. Uh, oh. So this interview that I've been quoting a lot, um, it's 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 an amazing interview and I had to translate it from this German um, website. But uh, some of the things he said, and, and the, he's so... Um, he's so sort of philosophical about it in a very German way he's very like philosophical about it all <laughs> and it's really beautiful. So he explained... Um, that you only get out of the depression and anxiety when you realise that you have people around you who love you, like you like you were saying earlier. Mm-hmm. So he said, my parents and my friends were with me every day. Um, he also said, I'm busy every day. I have lots of things to do. Um, I keep in contact with the record company. I plan gigs. But often I had to lie down. At some point, uh, at one point, I had to ask my girlfriend, please take care of me. And he said, you feel like a small child, but yeah that's what you you know you have to do it that's that's what it's sometimes the only way to describe it like genuinely if before when i've not been in the best of mental health states Mm. and um like someone said how how are you feeling sometimes all i know what to say is i want to lie down on the ground yeah like that's and that doesn't even mean anything but to me it means it means exactly how I'm feeling. I just want to lie down on on the ground yeah. right now. Yeah. Like wherever you are. And that's you don't want to do anything and then not have to get up. And then imagine winning your national final and wanting to lie down on the ground. Oh my not god. Not like taking away from what what like, you're feeling. No, but. but that would have been like that like that's how he would have felt just then. Yeah. Just like I just want to lie down and not get back up again and no one look at me. Yeah. Just like just leave me alone to yeah. just be very still and on my own for a while. Oh just so, it's so heartbreaking yeah. to hear about that kind of stuff. So he, he says, um, sort of sum, summing it up, he says that now, he said, now I'm aware of my illness. I curse it because it hinders me. But I also thank God it no longer has control over me. I've, I've mastered it. Um, and and to finish, um, and this is, uh, you know, this sums up 
his story, this story, and and I feel like it's, it's useful as well. But he says, that's why I make music. I want people to give themselves to it. I want my songs to trigger feelings. When someone writes to me after a concert and says, I've been having a hard time, but you've given me incredible strength, then that's nice. Then life at that moment may have meaning. Oh, Andreas. <laughs> and that's the, the story of Andreas Kumar. Oh, He's still... really good. Good for you, Andreas, for like taking hold of this yeah. and actually still keeping going and not letting it completely take over your life because it is it is debilitating and that's, I think that's the problem it was as with most mental health issues in that a lot of the time people just think oh I just I just get on with things you're all right like you know like the kind of the stuff with people who suffer from depression is is the outs the out kind of wild world view is that they're just sad and they need to not be sad. And it's like, no, yeah. no. Sadness is a very legitimate feeling that everyone in the world suffers from. Depression is something totally different yeah. that not everyone suffers from. Yeah. Anxiety, as said before, like worry is something everyone suffers from. Anxiety, no. Completely different kettle of fish. Yeah. And it is at its worst what at its worst can kill people like but like when it's really bad it's debilitating it is it, it will hinder you from having a normal life from going out and and doing your job whatever that job may be like he's he's very lucky that his job is actually something that he can mm. express himself in 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 a way because it means that he has that release which a lot of people don't and, and that he has wonderful people around him which a lot of people don't and that's that's just oh, that's so sad that he didn't get there but very good very happy that he is um he is still you know he's still a musician and he's still doing well yeah is there is there a thing like because i like i was saying i know people who have anxiety and stuff and it's it's from you know from from the side you were just saying it's it's obviously so hard when people just go oh you're just sad like cheer up let's go watch a funny film or whatever Mm -hmm. um and i and i'm very very conscious that it's not that and it's it's very um much deeper than that what is the thing and I know it's different for for lots mm. of different people. But what is the thing for you? Like, do you literally want to be on your own, or do you want just someone in the room, or do you want someone to like pick you up and shake you and just take you for a walk or something? Or is it just different every time? I think it's different. It just depends. What's you know what where that anxiety is coming from, and I suppose what's you know you can't let it consume you. I think for no one, you know, there's certain. I'm very happy in my own company. Yeah, and. I need to have my own company from time to time to stay sane. Like yeah. I need to have the occasional evening where I'm like, I ain't gonna speak to any of yeah. y'all bitches. Like yeah. I don't care about it. And I'm switching my phone onto airplane. <laughs> I am responding to shit. And yeah. I'm gonna binge watch like six TV series. Yeah. It's gonna be great. Yeah. I need that. I enjoy that. Like I want that sometimes. Yeah. Doing that regularly though, no. not good for me, not good for anyone. I will point blank, like I will speak for everyone then. Like if you are sitting in yeah. on your own every day, every evening, mm. that is not healthy for you yeah. in any sense. Cause you will get into your brain. Like if you are suffering from anxiety, that is the point where you can get into your brain and overthink things and overthink things. Cause no one is there to tell you otherwise. No one is there to tell you different. So you will just keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it until your brain comes to the worst po- possible conclusion. So I think it is, I think it is important to have people around but without being it's a fine like without being suffocated yeah you can't but again it's not just down to those people it's down to mm. you know the people around you it's down to you if you're yeah. someone suffering from uh anxiety me- mental health disorders in in kind of any sense that um 
that require therapy in some way is there's you need people around you to help but you also can't put it all on them no. you can't like lay it all on them to it, do it like there are certain times where you have like you have they have to like yeah. andrea said there's yeah, yeah. a point where his girlfriend just had to look after him yeah like that's bad that's really bad when it gets to that yeah but on a day-to-day basis you know it's hard when you have mental health stuff but like you have to take it on yourself mm. to a certain extent mm. and go well okay i acknowledge this i acknowledge that i have anxiety how do, am i dealing with this am i seeing a therapist am i talking to people about this if i'm talking to them about it am i actually dealing with it or am i just talking to them yeah. am i just talking at people yeah. about the fact I've, i i have anxiety because yeah. that's that's not helpful if you're no. just talking at them yeah but if you're talking to them and working through shit, like that's the best thing. And then I suppose for the, if you're there for someone who has anxiety, just let them know that you're there mm. if they need you, right? Oh, in the biggest way. Yeah. Like in the biggest way, that is that is all you need to do. Is, yeah. And actually, like actually just be there for yeah. them yeah. In, in whatever sense that is. Yeah. And if they haven't contacted you in a few days, just give them a nudge. Yeah. And not in like, it doesn't have to be a patronizing way. Yeah. I mean, depending on the friendship, just turn up at their house just be like hey we're doing shit now because this isn't happening like you're not i'm not gonna let you get in your head like this definitely just be there for them unless it's one of isabel's airplane mode nights in which case don't oh, fuck right bother. off because i've got oj made in america to continue watching so that leave is, me alone that's nine hours worth of stuff <laughs> got some real Jesus stuff Christ. i haven't even watched the newest series of girls oh, yet fuck. so i mean everyone back off especially this back holiday weekend because i have no plans and i'm gonna watch everything uh so that is andreas's kumert story and i feel actually it was it was a nice story that was a nice story um bless andreas have a listen to his music it's pretty he's got a slamming voice he has an amazing voice and and um oh in fact that's a new thing i can binge watch is 2013 series of germany the voice (laughs) voice. (laughs) that's my new Um, phase you know the result but it's fine it'll still be Uh, exciting (laughs) i'd rewatch old series of big brother if i knew where to find them oh i mean you do watch old series of big brother you've spoken to me about you doing (laughs) don't act like you don't (laughs) because you do oh yeah me and benji do Uh, Benji, where do you find them? I want to start watching them again. <laughs> He'll send you a link, I'm sure. Uh, anyway, so um, there we go. That is our Eurovision story. It's time to move on. And uh, geez, after last week's uh, <laughs> like hour, two hour long critique of my music, I geez, I yeah. definitely felt the pressure this week. I don't know if I've if I've uh, stood up to the to the pressure or not, but. Um, I mean, I tried to take on the lesson. I was so into your um, German and French. Versions. Oh yeah, that was like totally Spanish off the couch. Uh, yeah, Spanish and French. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. Um, that was great. Watching you do it was so funny as well. You were keeping so in time with your hand, like keeping in time with the music because I'm singing in another language. Uh, no, and I don't understand what I'm it's saying. Nothing like, to do with another language. So if you good. walk past my car on a That's Sunday night, Beckham, I'm doing that, and I look. <laughs> I mean, something's going on. Uh, so I was trying to think like. So I tried to take on some advice about the music stuff, but to be honest, I'm always going to write music the way I write music. Because be you're a brat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant superstar. <laughs> My way is the right way. Um, <laughs> so I was trying to think of a sort of new thing that I haven't done before, like a new genre or a new type of song. Um, and I was thinking about all the, all the types of song that exist in the world. And I, you know, I've done funk and I've done uh, like sort of dancey and I've done whatever. And then I came up with the idea of 
uh, a genre or a type of song that we're all familiar with. And not, some ra- of the- not reggae. Not reggae. Not, no, that's sa- I'm saving that. I'm oh saving God, reggae. I'm really worried it's going to be mildly racist. <laughs> no, no. It's not a racist song. Um, no, it's, it's a genre of song or a type of song that some of the best music of all time has uh, come from. It is, of course... The breakup song. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm going emotion heavy this episode. Uh, so, Isabel, I've written a song called Easy Come, Easy Go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you ready to hear Easy Come, Easy Go? Oh, I don't know if I am. Go on. The breakup song. This is Easy Come, Easy Go. They say that fortune favours the bold. But I don't feel better Your shadow's gone But I'm feeling numb The rain gets wetter They say there's only so much you can take Before you quit forever Your memory fades They slip away All our times together Oh I gotta be strong breakup song by Roland Von Damme. Oh my god, you've outdone yourself oh, this week. Oh, really? Yeah, no, I'm really into oh it. Oh my god. I mean, in um, full disclosure, you've picked the perfect week to do this because I was dumped last week. We'll talk about that later. Uh, yes, I... your face represents... <laughs> exactly what i'm going through right now so it's fine um no this is like the ideal week for you to choose that Fuck. that is um that is like uh, a great song anyway uh, okay <laughs> you went to no, know it's but, fine uh, no um no <laughs> oh um it's okay okay hang on we can we can keep going we can talk about this afterwards okay okay there we go then we'll be back um Um, yeah no i that's (laughs) perfect timing and also um, just a great eurovision song yes like that 
is a slamming tr- what was the line what have you done to me now that you're done with me what are you, no what have you done to me i'm glad that you're done with me oh, yeah so good it was like so the path was like the path is like to start you're feeling sad for yourself and you're feeling and then it's like that realization of you know what fuck it you know what it's fuck like you. kelly clarkson since you've been gone uh, it is like kelly clarkson <laughs> since you've been gone. you're right i really like it uh, and uh, man i mean it, it's an easy win because like a proper like person scorned breakup song you can get angry and be like fuck like this like your shit or oh, hell, that is like there is a sexy ass person singing them like that on stage yeah. right now in my head yeah and they are they are like stomping about oh God, yeah i'm doing a kelly clarkson it's kelly clarkson is singing that song in my head <laughs> can we get kelly clarkson to eurovision <laughs> kelly clarkson where can we say you are from in europe and you're gonna just sing that song and it's gonna be great um you know my secret now to writing songs is well, I Google search idioms and then I find (laughs) and then I put that as the song so I found easy come easy go and I'm like yeah that's a that's a song right there (laughs) so uh expect more idioms as songs expect idioms (laughs) for our idiots (laughs) um so there we go that is easy come easy go Isabel you're a country I'm Eurovision (laughs) I'm glad you finished that sentence (laughs) you're a country and I'm Eurovision (laughs) Um, what uh, score would you give easy come easy go I don't even have to count this on my fingers I'm giving it D yeah it's another double figure score bloody good Roland mate I am um, terribly I don't know how you're still making good songs after all this time well I had a two week gap remember so that was two weeks you've done 16 songs some of which were but yeah. you've, it's 16, 16 songs, songs and you've yeah. got a 10 and they're they're really they're fairly like i've not covered the same area twice really i've done no. songs about freedom and stuff but everyone does songs about freedom oh you like ed sheeran aren't you <laughs> um smashing out songs yes he's written them for everyone yeah there we go we're all awful though <laughs> <laughs> hey his is all the three uh so there we go that was a 10 a wonderful new 10 um and actually uh we would love you to let us know if you think that was a 10 or if you think maybe it was 11. Yeah, have I been blinded? No, it's not 11. No, it's not an 11 or a 12. <laughs> has, is but have, been blinded. I, have I gone mad? And is that only like a have, 7? Have I somehow known what's happened to Isabel and exploited her weakness <laughs> yeah. by writing a song to so I'll get points has on the podcast? Would uh, I do such a thing? Find out next week. <laughs> uh, you won't find um, out. Yeah, but if you think I've got the wrong um, score... Yeah. Or the right score. Or, or you just want to email us. Yeah. Just, um, just for any reason, really. Oh, I feel like this is the nice. you know the end of Hollyoaks where they say, if you've been affected by uh, oh, God, things. Yeah. I mean. I mean, if you have, speak to a therapist. But I mean, also you can email us. We will email back and First say, and foremost, speak to a therapist. Speech to a therapist. Yeah. But then also email us. Therapists um, are great, right? I love therapists. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. No, I went to therapy. It was great. Yeah. Best thing I've ever done. And everyone I've spoken to has been to therapy. It says exactly the same things. They're like, therapy's great. I'm yeah. like, no, isn't it? Uh, now's a good time to say uh, this episode was brought to you by therapists. therapists. <laughs> and definitely not. Oh, we've lost all our Scientology listeners. Oh, shit. All our, all our shit. thousands of Scientology That's listeners. That's my link to the cult. God damn it. They'll listen to this. Anyway, so yeah, you can email us at euphoriapodcast at gmail.com. Or you can tweet us at euphoriacast because we couldn't fit in the forward. Yes, you can. <laughs> so, thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it, and uh, we hope you're enjoying the podcast 
two. Let's round up the podcast as we do every week with our usual catchphrase, Isabel. Yes, very low. <laughs> if you were on The yeah. Voice of Germany, would you press your button for me? <laughs> <laughs> Only if you were wearing a sleeveless denim jacket <laughs> like those sexy twins. <laughs> I better get out and buy a sleeveless denim jacket then. Thank you all for listening and have a good evening. Day and morning and lunch. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye.